You are listening to the Black Sitcom History Podcast with Shannon and Summer, where we explore issues from episodes of the most popular and polarizing black television sitcoms from the 1970s and beyond. Hey everyone, welcome back to Black Sitcom History. I am Summer. I am Shannon. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back. It's uh, uh, Monday. Uh, I'm forgetting that we do once weekly shows these days. So yeah, once weekly. But you're listening to us whenever you get a chance to. So mm-hmm. um, thank you for stopping by to check out this episode. I think we're at episode 36. Uh, yeah, episode 36. Really? Yeah. Mm, that's pretty good. And we are on season three, episode 16, 17, and 18. We're covering those for this um, this show today. I think that's, of all the shows that we've watched so far, that's 50 something, like 55 episodes of The Jeffersons mm-hmm. um, so far. So. Yeah, let's get into this one. We're going to get into um, season three, episode 16 first, which is called Shannon. Georgia's Guilt. And when did it air? January 24th, 1977. All right. After hearing news of an old friend's death, George invites the remaining members of his group or gang over to his apartment for a reunion. All right, and we'll explain more. Yes, we will explain. So in George's younger years, he was in a gang called the Seven Disciples? Saints. Saints. Seven Saints, that's what it's called. And um, I guess that was a large gang then, a member of seven. I have no idea. I don't know. But anyway, so um, one of the members passed away, and George goes to the funeral. He feels a little guilty that he hasn't kept in touch with the um with the members of the gangs over the years. So I believe Florence mentions that she was going to a class reunion and Georges had this great idea that, oh, I should have a, a reunion um with the gang members or whatever. That way we can continue to keep in touch and um and carry on our, our membership, I guess you want to call it or whatever. Friendship, friendship. That's yeah, and he and uh, he felt guilty about you know really just getting together at this guy's funeral, and he hadn't seen these guys or kept up with them in years. Mm-hmm. He was especially guilty, and he felt bad that you know he had no idea kind of how bad off some of them were. Um, the guy that died, um, the Skippy. That died. Skippy Skippy passed away, and um, you know he was like, his casket looked like some kids in wood shop built it, and he was just, he was just upset that he couldn't help his friends out more with his success, help them get get a job, help them out with some money um, when they needed it. So that was really kind of the the thing that got got to him. You know he. Obviously, was the most successful of all of his group or gang members. Um, so yeah, that's what what kind of sparked the guilt um, in him. And yeah, like you said, he got that idea to have some sort of a reunion yeah. at his house. And you know, th- this episode was one of those short and sweet to the point episodes. It wasn't a whole lot of dynamics to it. Um, it just boils down to basically how you you do lose contact and touch with childhood friends or what 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 not, and um like Summer said, George just felt as if you know the 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 things they went through as children, teenagers, and maybe young adults that you would think their bond would maybe be a little bit tighter than what it what it is. But everyone, as you get older and progress in life, you have different obligations and 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 your friendship, um, your friendship obligations kind of fade away. Um, there's definitely still the friendship aspect of it, but the things you used to do, the amount of time that you used to spend with one another, 
it kind of fades away because, you know, someone gets married, have children, people move out of state. Different situations occur where your friendship isn't as strong as it was growing up. But it's still there. It's still strong. But it just, like I said, um, the the time spent with each other is just not as much or there isn't at all any at all mm-hmm. as you get older. <clears throat> and it's it's funny how um, even this happens a lot of times with even family members. You know, you sometimes only see family members at a wedding or at a funeral. <laughs> A lot of times, um, not even at birthday parties, but most of the time it's at a funeral or birthday party. But one thing about the seven saints was the the leader was the type that whenever he said do something, it was like everyone had to jump and do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the reason behind them doing it was Jojo said to do it. Jojo said to do it. No <laughs> other reason. That's it. That's that was good enough reason. Everyone, right? Mm-hmm. And it's this carried on into uh, adulthood. <laughs> Whenever he would say something, Jojo say something, they would be quick in a hurry to do it with no questions asked. <laughs> and um, for example, growing up, George had the strongest stomach, meaning he had like a six pack of muscle, and he can take any type of punch. And now that they're adults. Jojo still wants to prove that he can take a punch. So one of the members' name was Gabby or Gab, like the gift of Gab. Yeah, yeah. it's like the funny. It's like when you call a, a fat guy slim. Right. It's like he has the gift for Gab, but he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> He's, He's like a, a one-word a, answer type of guy. Yes. So, yeah, Gabby. So um, Jojo's like, okay, Gabby, you know, go ahead and punch George in the stomach. And Louise is sitting there like, you, you really going to let this guy <laughs> punch mm-hmm. you in the stomach? Why? And George responds is because JoJo, JoJo says, says so, so. <laughs> or whatever. And Louise, she's like, you know what? Let me see you in the kitchen real quick. She was like, you're a grown man. Mm-hmm. Why are you letting this man tell you what to do? And once again, because JoJo says so or whatatever. And she's like, no, you're in your, you're in your own house. You're your own man. You're successful or whatever. Those days are over with, you know, you need to be telling these people what to do, if anything, or whatever. And um, George decides to somewhat confront him about it. And Jojo comes back and tells him, like, oh, so it's it's not what I say, but it's what what your dumb wife says. And at that point, George really gets upset. Like, you know, how can you come in my house and call my wife dumb? You know, this whole thing is is dumb. But, you know, I need to back up just a little bit. Because they decide to go to the cemetery. JoJo decided that Jojo. they were going to go to the cemetery. They were going to take their reunion party yes. over to the cemetery. <laughs> to the cemetery and have a, one last drink and pour out a little bit of liquor for the homies. Mm-hmm. That's a song, you guys. Pour out liquor to the homies. Who, who signed that? Was it Tupac? I have no idea. I think it was Tupac. Anyway, <laughs> so... and. It's something we learned something new in this episode. George hates cemeteries. I don't know if he's scared of cemeteries or just don't like cemeteries because it's a bunch of dead bodies there. I have no idea. But he's putting on his coat, getting ready to go, and Louisa asks, where are you guys going? And so we're going to the cemetery. Mm-hmm. And Louise's like, but George, you hate the cemetery. Why are you going? Because Jojo says so. And that's when she confronts him, like, how are you letting this guy tell you what to do as an adult? You know, those days are over with or whatever. And this brings me back to where Joe Joe's like, oh, so you're going to listen to your dumb wife and not me. And George gets upset about it or whatever. He finally confronts um, Joe Joe and puts him in his place or whatnot. But I need to also back up. So one of the members didn't show up to the reunion. And it wasn't because he had other obligations. He just felt like those yeah. those days of the seven saints are over. You know, we we are friends now. The seven saints that's done and over with. And he basically was saying that you know sometimes friendship is best at a distance. 
And I took it, I took that somewhat two ways. One way is um, not hanging out as much distance, mm-hmm. right? And the old friendship, keep that in the past distance. Like, it's no need to bring up old things that we did. We're older now. Let's start uh, establishing a new type of friendship. Man. Friendship. Yeah, man's friendship. There right. you go, babe. Mm-hmm. It's like you know sometimes, and, and I hate to, I, I, I think I have to say no disrespect, but sometimes I see men. I'm 47. I see men in their 50s still look like thugs. I mean, like you know, pants sagging. <laughs> I'm like, man, you know. You can be a a fifty year old thug, but you don't have to dress like a thug. You know, you can you can be an OG without dressing like a thug, like a young person, like a young person. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I I give you respect for that. And it, it's it's so funny. Growing up, I always thought if I had to be part of a gang, I wanted to be like part of the mob <laughs> because they 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 dressed. Like adults. Yeah, like suitish or whatever, you know, and it wasn't like you couldn't tell. You know, I was like, man, if if I had to start a game, we gonna dress like businessmen kinda, you know, or whatever. Not I I don't wanna be picked out of a out of a lineup because oh, he has a a white tee on and he's (laughs) sagging. You know, I wanted to be in a suit and tie basically I'm like, nah, he couldn't have been the one that did it. Look, look at the way he's dressed or whatever. But so, like I said, this episode was it was it was short to the point. It had a little bit of um, how friendships fade aspect to it, yeah. and how. And this, I think, this is one of the most most important parts of it is like you could have childhood friends, adulthood. Well, let me take that back: childhood, teenage years, young adults, and you all not see each other for four or five years and have a meetup and it's like we haven't missed a beat (laughs) yeah yeah and that's that's part of the problem with them because um it's fine to not miss a beat but there's the the seven saints their last interaction with one another was when they were kids you know young teenagers Mm -hmm. probably uh, and maybe maybe young adults, you know, when they last interacted with one another, they were they were boys essentially, right? And they're picking up from where they left off, but they're so much older now that mm-hmm. it's not, it doesn't fit, yeah. you know, it doesn't fit who they are now. Now maybe the other members of the Seven Saints are just that immature and haven't grown up. Maybe mm-hmm. they just are that. Um, but you know, even if you have like a child, you might have a childhood friend that you lose touch with and you pick up and it's kind of like, you know, I might have some girlfriends from, from high school that I, if I saw them again today, we just probably start cackling and giggling about something like we Mm -hmm. did when we were teenagers because we're picking up, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, we haven't been in touch over the years, but someone else where you have sort of kind of gone through the various stages of of of, of life and growing up with, um, you know, like I have some some college friends. You know, we were very young when we met, and we've interacted over the years. We've through our transitions, through our um, relationships, marriages, and. Um, children, you know, all that stuff. So we've kind of moved along life together. We're, we're growing up together. Mm-hmm. So our interactions might be a little more adult. You know, we do have our giggly moments because we have, we've got history together, right? But we are adults together. We are, um, we've evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the seven saints... They their relationship hasn't evolved. It just had a big gap mm, in the middle, sense. you know. Makes and it's just sense. like, oh, we're picking up, but mm-hmm. you guys were doing foolish things like following the leader, whatever the leader said. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't make it may may have made sense for for that time, but it doesn't make sense for now. Yeah, we you know. Um, and then 
like Zippy, Zippy, the guy who didn't show up, he's Jojo called him like he's not. A, he, t- he said he's not a real saint anymore because he doesn't um, want to get with the with the program of the seven saints. What you know, basically, which is Jojo telling everybody what to do. Um, and Zippy did say that the best way to stay friends is to stay away from each other. You know, so. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. go ahead, man. No, I'm just gonna say I, that's like another takeaway from that too is just like. You know, they say they say with relationships, ab- absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like with friendships, does does your does the distance make your friendship stronger, or or maybe it doesn't make it stronger, but it may make may feel stronger, or you may like your friends more, especially if you keep a little bit of a distance mm-hmm. when you know that you now don't really have a whole lot in common anymore. Yes. You know, so that's the other thing, too, about about old friendships as you grow older, because when you're a kid, all all you are is a kid. I mean, you may have different family lives at home, but let's say you go to the same school, you go to the same school. The school has its own school culture. Um, you, you got homework to do. You don't have any other responsibilities. So you're not voting, you know, you don't, you're not registered to vote and you're not voting. So issues about uh, people's politics and how they would raise their children, how they would interact with, you know, in relationships, those issues don't come out when you're a child. They come out when you get older Mm -hmm. and that, that could be a, that could cause many divides with people as well. Yeah. Um, I can't recall which episode it was, but do you remember the episode where George's childhood friend showed up who he went to jail with? Remember they spent like a couple of months in jail? Remember? And the guy would always, um... He was like trying to um not bribe not blackmail blackmail him blackmail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought he would be one of the saints. <laughs> I oh. can't recall if he. I don't think he was in this episode though. No, no. And like Summer, <coughs> excuse me. Like Summer said, you know, as you get older, you change, your friends change, and your your um, things you have in common might not be the way they were when you were younger or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um. You're still friends, but it's just not the best of friends, I guess. You know, what is it, associates? Yeah, you're associates. Associates Mm -hmm. or whatever. But, um, yeah, it's it's like, um, you know, like when you were, well, not you, when I was younger, me and my buddies drunk, we drank a lot. Some of them still drink a lot. I don't, I haven't had a drink in five months. At least least since November, maybe. Yeah. 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 So and it's no big deal, but I have buddies that, that they drink a lot and when we hang out they wanna drink a lot and I just I don't drink a lot. But that doesn't mean we're not friends. It's just mm-hmm. something that we don't have in common anymore. You know? And those things are okay. I think those mm-hmm. are it's okay when you have a difference of opinion, a different lifestyle. The only time it's not okay when people just can't accept that. Yeah. It's just like, oh, you don't you don't you don't want to do this thing? Like what's I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's uh people's insecurities coming out, people really needing like I'm not the type of person that needs people's needs people to agree with my decision for me mm-hmm. to make a decision. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people like to have a like a you know, this this uh maybe not peanut gallery, but just like they need to be a part of a group of people that validate their ideas. And I, I'm not necessarily that type of person. (laughs) I'm like, my, my opinion is valid because I said it is. And that's, that's how it is. And it it makes me think it's like, say I, you know, I'll go over a friend's house and, and they're drinking or whatever. And they're like, Shane, you want to drink? No, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Or whatever. Even in the back of their head, like, well, we're not going to invite him over anymore because 
It's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> he's not drinking with us. Yeah. You know, or I feel I might feel that way. Well, you know, I might not go over there because I know they're drinking and I'm, I'll, I'll be the eyeball there. Yeah. You know, I do enjoy a drink here and there, but, I, you know, I, I, I don't consider myself a drinker anymore. Mm-hmm. I will have a drink. So if when if, you want to, when I want, want to, to, because I want to. Mm-hmm. And if if I'm hanging out and they're drinking, I'm like, I, I will have a drink. That's it. Do you want another? No, I'm good. I, I tasted it. I swallowed it. <laughs> that don't sound right. But I tasted it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And that was my one drink. That's it. Yeah. So that's funny. Yeah. But yeah, th- this episode was, you know, sweet and short to the to the point or whatever. Yeah. Just I basically mean, dealing about old friendships and, and sometimes how you things gotta, change. Yeah. Sometimes you have to keep some distance between you and certain people, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, and it's not a, we're not friends anymore. We're not cool anymore. Yeah. It's just, I have to handle you a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how it is. Well, that's it. I see. Well, with, with you saying that's it, um, that's it for that episode. That's it for that episode. So, uh, <laughs> the next episode, I really enjoyed this episode. So, mm-hmm. uh, do you want to take a break before we get into it, or you just want to just jump in? Let's go ahead and take a quick break, Shannon. Okay. All right. We'll be back. Hey, everyone. We're back. Welcome back to the show. Before we get into this next segment, I want to direct you all to our social media. We are on Instagram and Facebook, both places we are at Black Sitcom History. So check us out there. Um, Like the pages or however that works. What do you do? You like, you follow, all that good stuff. All, All the... Comment on a post. They, mm-hmm. they just can't comment, but comment on a post. Uh, um, slide into the DMs. Don't don't slide into the DMs with stupid things, but things that are I don't know. <laughs> a like, conversation yeah, about your about your favorite episode. <laughs> about your favorite episode. Your favorite Ooh, character. Something relevant. Okay. Uh, like, uh, about on. the Jeffersons. Come on, come on folks. Let's um, be good about these DMs. Yeah. So and. Sorry, but you you guys can also still do it the old school way. Um, the, I guess the analog way. And just just tell a friend about our show. You know, let them be the judge of um if they like it or not. Mm-hmm. And yeah, share the podcast with folks. We're mm-hmm. we're just about everywhere you can listen to podcasts. So share it with folks. And um, yeah, let's go ahead and get into the next episode, which is season three, episode seventeen. A Case of Black and White. This aired January 31st, 1977. Okay. So in order to save a big business deal, George has to wait on Florence and Ralph to prove he is not prejudiced toward interracial couples. (laughs) That that sums it up a little because we all know Florence... And Ralph aren't are not a couple. Uh, are not a couple. And they don't become one in this episode either. Right. <laughs> um, so I, I really want to tell more about the episode, meaning more than just a synopsis. Um, so it's going to be, here we go. So <laughs> um, we're at George's Cleaners, and he's about to sign a partnership with a person that owns restaurants. So George is going to take care of it all. Excuse me, all his linen for the tables, napkins, and things of that nature. And it's a black guy. And uh, Lionel comes in and to interrupt the the little meeting that they're having to have a discuss discussion with George about giving Helen and um, Tom Tom they were Helen and Tom uh, anniversary party or whatever. And everyone knows how George feels about Tom and Helen's um, marriage situation and how Lionel married Jenny. He He's still a bit upset about it and, and doesn't like it very much. So Lionel storms out or whatever, and George continues the meeting with the, the, the 
um, partnership of the guy that owns the restaurants. And um, he asked George, you know, what's what's the problem? What's going on? Why are you upset? Why did your son storm out of here upset? And George starts to explain to him, like, oh yeah, he 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 married to one of those families that is um, mixed up. Mixed up. And the guy's like, what do you what do you mean mixed up? George said, you know, zebra type family. And the guy's still like, what are like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, um, the father's white, the mother's black, and the the child is is mixed up. And mm-hmm. you know, I don't enjoy that too much. I don't I don't like that. And as he's saying that, a a lady walks in. A white woman. A white woman. And as she walks in, the the guy starts to gather his things before they finish the initial signing of the of the agreement or whatever. And George's like, hey, you know, where are you going? He was like, well, you know, I would like for you to meet someone. <laughs> this is my wife, mm-hmm. who turns out to be white. So George puts his foot in his mouth, I guess you can say, mm-hmm. by saying those things. And this guy is married to a, a white lady. The black businessman is married to a white lady. So this man just feels like I don't want to do any type of business with anyone that has these types of feelings, you know. And George is like, you know what? I, you know, you got me all wrong. This isn't how I am. You misunderstood me, you know. It was a joke. I, it was a joke. I was I was joking about my in-laws. Uh, yeah, my in-laws. It's in-laws. In-laws or whatever. And, you know, everybody does that. Let me, let me show you that I'm not that type of person. And George's will is turning in his head, like, how can I prove it or whatever. He's like, you know, let me invite you over to dinner or whatever. And in his mind, George's mind, he's thinking he he will invite Tom and Helen over mm-hmm. for dinner. So there's two interracial um, marriages there now. So <laughs> he's proving that he's not that type of person or whatever. So he, um, the, 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 the gentleman agrees and says, okay, you know, I'll give you a second chance. And what, what was the guy's name back? Do you know? Mr. Howard. Okay, so Mr. Howard, he George, Mr. Howard agrees, and George said, okay, Mr. Howard, thank you for stopping by. And as his wife was leaving, he said, thank you too, Mrs. White. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it was, that's another red flag. So, But the the wife was really the one that convinced the husband to go ahead and give him a, another chance. Yeah. Um, we, can, we can talk about that a little bit more later, but she, she kind of was the one who thought her husband might be being a little too sensitive about the situation, but I don't know about all that, but yeah, so yeah. carry on. So the, the, the dinner party's on or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tom and Helen shows up for, for dinner and it comes out, George kind, he kind of slips and they figure out that the couple that's showing up is an interracial married couple. Mm-hmm. And, so Tom and Helen are upset that he's trying to use them to seal the deal. Mm-hmm. So they 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 leave. You know, they're upset, they leave or whatever. And so um Mr. Howard and his wife, they show up and George is like, What what do I do now? And Louise is a little upset too that he, he was trying to use her friends, which George is friends with Helen and Tom, but more so with Louise, friends to seal a deal or to make someone believe that he is not, um, he doesn't feel that way about interracial relationships. he's not racist. Racist. I didn't want to say that, but yeah. Well, because he's racist. <laughs> That's what it is. So, <laughs> um, so she's a little upset or whatever. And um, when Mr. and Mrs. Howard show up, Florence goes to answer the door, and that's when the light bulb goes on in George's head. Wait a minute. I can use Florence as Helen. <laughs> <laughs> so he pushes her into the to the bathroom, and she's like, what's going on? He's like, just stay in the bathroom. I'll get the door or whatever. So the, the Howards come in or whatever, and George is telling Louise, show them around the house so he can prepare Florence for her big re, her re, role her yeah. role as <laughs> Helen or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So 
they go in the kitchen. He he tells Florence to come out the bathroom. He explains to her what's going on, and she refuses to do it until he offers her a week's off with pay or whatever. And she said, well, that, that sounds good to me mm-hmm. or whatever. So the plan was because he didn't have a Tom yet. He only had a Helen, which was Florence. He told Florence to say that, you know, she has a headache and, and she, uh, yeah, she has to leave early. She needs to leave early. Mm -hmm. Sorry. My husband couldn't make it, but I'm going home because I have a headache. Okay. So now (laughs) we have Ralph rings the doorbell and when he rings the doorbell and George opened it, he was like, okay, now I have my time, (laughs) Ralph. So, he he tells Ralph what's going on. He tells Ralph to go change into a suit, you know, get out of your, your doorman suit and, and put on a regular suit or whatever. So now he has his Tom and Helen or whatever. And it's funny because he, he tells Florence to act very sophisticated. And she was using words that I sometimes do it, do it too, that aren't appropriate for the the phrase or the what you are saying are not pronouncing pronounce them right. are not pronouncing them right yeah um so, so side note do you remember i told you that i have a coworker who told me his brother makes anas no what did he say remember prosthetic yeah so he <laughs> said my brother makes prostates i'm like huh your brother <laughs> makes what you know, yeah, he makes prostates. You know, the fake legs and fake arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I said, I said, okay, prostate, okay. And he meant, he was trying to say prosthetics or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know how you, he make prosthetic legs. So that was just so funny to me. But that's the type of things mm. um, Florence was yeah. doing or whatever. <laughs> so the the couple was looking at her like, huh? What, like, are, you what are you talking about? And she 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 had like a costume ring on. And she kept like waving it in front of them, like to make it seem like you know she's a big baller or whatever. So, and now he's like, "What? Uh, where is Tom?" Yeah. He's like, "Oh, he had to go back upstairs and change the suit." Why? Oh, we got wrinkle coming yeah. down in the elevator. <laughs> he's so sedity, and she's like waving that hand. She, he's so sedity. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. it, it, it was, it, this this episode was one of the better. Well, all of them are good, but this is in my top <laughs> five right now. So, um. And she says something, babe. How did she say it? Never knows. What did she say? Maybe they're right there. Anyway. No. So anyway, let me carry on. So, so now we have Helen and, not sorry, we have Florence <laughs> and Ralph as Helen and Tom there. Mm. So everything's go- going fine, you know. Um, <laughs> everything's going good. And then Helen and Tom actually shows up. Well, they, they sent Lionel away because Lionel showed right. up first and um, he sent him away. Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how Helen and Tom would have known what was going on. But anyways, so they pushed Lionel out the door and then finally he- Helen and Tom did show up. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I think Lionel went upstairs Yeah, to tell them. Not well, not tell, not necessarily tell them, but I think he went to to their apartment, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever, because he was in the building, right? (laughs) No, well, George was acting strange. He was like, "You got to leave," because he didn't want he didn't want Lionel to know that he was using um, Florence and Ralph as Tom and Helen. Yeah, he didn't. Well, he didn't prep them, right? So, and I don't think he would have went for that anyway. Mm -hmm. And Louise is sitting there dumbfounded because she was like, "Huh, Florence? What? Ralph? Tom? What? Or whatever?" And um, (laughs) so Helen and Tom shows up, and they see what's going on. (laughs) They sense what's going on, so they introduce themselves as. Florence, the maid, Tom introduced himself as Ralph, the doorman. (laughs) Now, at the very beginning, you have to remember, Lionel was trying to convince George to throw Tom and Helen an anniversary party. I think I mentioned that, an anniversary party. And he refused to do it, so that's why Lionel was upset. So 
um, Helen's suggest, like, yeah, you know, we're here because of the anniversary or no about the anniversary party that yeah. you're going to be planning for your good friends, the Willis's. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, and he and George like, huh? And they were like, yeah, if not the real Helen and Tom will, will come out basically. Right. So if you don't give us the anniversary party, the, the deal that you're trying to seal won't go through because we're going to tell the truth basically. Yeah. Or whatever. So, so Helen puts on her unsophisticated accent and and Tom does the same or whatever. So now, like I said before, Tom and Helen are playing the roles of Florence and, and Ralph or whatever. And um, uh, oh, and so um, Howard, Mister and Missus Howard agreed to sign the. Uh, no, they didn't. They, they didn't, didn't really show, agree they to didn't, anything didn't at really that point, agree, but huh? they. They Helen and Tom got what they wanted out of the deal yeah. because they they were like, oh yeah, you're you're gonna be planning this big party, and then Louise is like, oh yeah, and when um, George plans a party, he goes all out. Yeah. He he's big time, and mm-hmm. he's like promising all these things for this party mm-hmm. um, that hopefully he doesn't invite the Howards to or anything. I don't know why he would invite them to their yeah. anniversary party, but yeah, so. Uh yeah yeah so they they sort of get what they want it's assumed mm-hmm. that everything goes well and George gets what he what he wants from Mister mm-hmm. Howard but mm-hmm. um not really confirmed yeah but and, yeah it was funny and, and you know like when I watched the Jeffersons Summer laughs like out loud and I I laugh in my head a lot like things are funny but it's not funny enough for me to, to laugh like I don't know but I laugh in my head you're more verbal I guess I'm more inside voice in my head laughter but I actually was like laughing during this episode it was a very good episode I liked it <laughs> you know so that was yeah a case of black and white it's George putting his foot in his mm-hmm. mouth yet again getting himself in some trouble yeah. if anything you guys definitely check out that episode it was it was funny and the thing about all of this so far i still have not seen one episode that i remember seeing hmm? all these episodes I, I don't like i said i was what this is 77 i was born in 73 oh you so, mean you don't remember seeing right. them when you were younger like yeah younger or even watching of course well reruns you know mm-hmm so like you know, I was four years old, but um, yeah. So this is this is in my top five right now. <laughs> Maybe we should do a top a top five one day too. Um, you know, I, I had an idea for a quivia question too. I have to think of, of what it was. I have to remember what it was. Oh, did we ask a quivia question about what prize? Um, Mama Jefferson and her sister fell out about at the bingo. I don't. I don't remember. Okay. Well, let's let's make a quibby question for that for the next episode. Anyway. Well, they know the people know, so well, answer it next episode. Yeah. Anyway, so the, the quibia is, um, what item did Mama Jefferson and her sister have a falling out about that they each thought they won mm-hmm. at the at bingo? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was a case of black and white. I really enjoyed that episode. Yes. So. And George and George Jefferson is racist. It's okay to say George Jefferson is racist. Yeah, he he, he was a racist character. That's that was pretty apparent to everyone. Be, before we move on to the next episode, I want to say how Helen and Tom are. They're true friends to George because they saved George a lot, you know. And and in this episode, it was one of those things where like I was, I would have been like, Nah, dude, you 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 wrong, <laughs> you know. But they were they played along with it to to save his deal or whatever. Um, but like Summer said, they did get something out of it. They got a, a free anniversary party, but they they saved George a lot. So good friends to Louise, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we can start with the next episode. Alrighty. So the next one is season three, episode number 18. 
Louise versus Jenny. Air February 7th, 1977. All right. So while visiting his parents' apartment, Lionel becomes sick. Louise decides to take care of him and tend to his needs, but Jenny insists he return home with her. There was a lot to this one. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Yeah. We'll just talk it out. Th- this is one of those cases where uh, mother has a hard time of letting go of her son now that he's married and his wife is the one taking care of him, pampering him, feeding him, and other things. Being his wife. <laughs> being being his, wife. his support, yeah. Right. And uh, I believe Louise feels like Jenny is not doing a good job and she's also having a hard time to let go of her son. I don't know that she thinks that she's not doing a good job, but maybe she's just like, okay, that at this point in the in the show, Jenny and Lionel have been married for a couple months only. So mm-hmm. they've only been married for a couple months and Lionel is over having lunch with his parents, dinner, lunch, lunch, something yeah. like that with his parents. And, you know, they're kind of hee hee ha ha laughing about and how um, Louise got up her skills and in, in cooking and how um, Jenny is not a great cook, but, you know, she she cooks and all that good stuff. And um, so. It's kind of like it's new. Their their marriage is still new. Um, neither of them are experienced at being a husband or or a wife, uh, whatever that means or whatever that meant back in 1977. Um, but you know, I think that Louise thinks that she's got more time. She's been his mother longer than Jenny has been his his wife. Um, and even though, even though she made sort of a valid point about, uh, Jenny being busy with school, cause Jenny's still in school. Um, Jenny's busy with school. Jenny, you know, Jenny sh- could get sick. I mean, but Louise and George could get sick too. Cause mm-hmm. if you know, like, okay, that doesn't make sense. But I think it's more like she thinks she can just do it better just cause she knows knows Lionel. <laughs> She's been doing it longer. Yeah. So But that's but all of that is besides the point. Right. So that that brings up a um a thought that w- when I had the the coronavirus, mm-hmm. you were taking care of me very well. Good. Great job. But when I talked to my mom, mm-hmm. <laughs> my mother would be like, "Make sure Summer is doing this." And it Make, she would say, make sure Summer's doing this mm-hmm. along with has she done this mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, and is she taking care of you or whatever. But the, the hard part about when I talk to my mother and when you, when I talk to you, mm-hmm. my mother would talk to me in a baby voice like I was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> or how are you feeling? Are you okay? Should, I'm not going to talk to you in a baby And voice. Summer didn't, but my mother, she, it didn't comfort me that my mother was... you're not a baby. <laughs> right, it didn't comfort I, me that she was talking I need to me to know, that way. I need you to take your temperature. Yeah. I need you to tell me what it is. No, I'm not taking the temperature for you. It's bad enough I'm in this room. Mm-hmm. Take your temperature and tell me what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, give me the data that I need. What do you want to eat? What do you mm-hmm. need? What do you want? What do you, you know. Yeah, and I was not talking to you like you're a baby. My mom, she was, she was just. Making, <laughs> but you're not my. But you're not my child, though. So yeah. maybe if you were like my child, mm-hmm. it's a different story. Yeah. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. I, I, I get mm-hmm. the whole mindset. Like, um, and I've had like my, you know, with my mom and how she, I have, I have, an, I have another sibling. So she's like, how I see her interacting with, with, um, like my brother, and I'll be like makes sense but at the same time my brother is not my child mm-hmm. he's my brother so yeah. I don't feel the same way towards I mean I love him but I don't love him like a child yeah. he, he, 
<laughs> so I'm just like, ooh, that's weird. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think my my mother felt that you couldn't take care of me. I think she was just making sure that you were taking care of me, mm-hmm. you know, and everything was okay or whatever. But yeah, that's, you know, so this episode and me experiencing that, it was, um, I can understand it mm-hmm. in a way. <laughs> so Mama Jefferson was in this ep- episode. Yeah, we, we saw her. We hadn't yeah, seen her in a we while. We haven't seen her in a while. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, she was in a wheelchair. She broke her ankle. I don't know if that was um, <laughs> for real in real life, and they just wrote this part in, or <laughs> or she's going to be in a wheelchair from now on or whatever. I have no idea. But she she comes over, and she, George, he has a stomach ache because he ate like a whole pumpkin pie or sweet potato, sweet potato pie. pie yeah. So he has a stomach ache. And Mama Jefferson is trying to take care of him. Whereas Louise is like, oh, I got it. You know, don't worry about it. And Mama Jefferson's like, this is my son. I know what he needs. You know, step back, basically. <laughs> and when that happens, Louise realized, wow, this is what I was doing to Jenny. Yeah. What Mama Jefferson is doing to me. And I realize how this feels. So let me ease off Jenny and let her take care of her husband, my son, basically. Mm-hmm. And at at that point, you know, the episode's pretty much over with. This was one of those episodes of, of a mama's boy now being married and his wife needs to, to, to be the one that takes care of him or whatever. But, it, you know, it, it, it's, it was nothing like my mother calling me to check up on me for sure. You know, that that Summer nurtured me as, you know, like a mother did. But, you know, moms and moms, <laughs> you know. No, I'm pretty sure I just nurtured you as like a wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, mm. I don't know. I just don't. And another thing about it, too, is because. Like, I don't, I don't know you as a little boy, you know, you're just, you're, you're my man, you're a man. Mm-hmm. And I know the things that are like, that could bother you. Like, you're the type of person that works out almost every day. You do some form of exercise outside of whatever activity, you know, however active you are at work, you work out. And to not do that, like, I wasn't going to be babying you, like, trying to do everything for you. One, because I needed to know, I needed you to be able to report back to me how you felt when you did something. Like, you, how does it feel to walk? How does it feel to stand? Well, you would have to do that in Mm -hmm. order for me to know. You have to do some activity in order for me to, for me to know how you're progressing. And furthermore, you're a man. You you, you don't want to be sitting up late, you know, you really, you really don't want to be laying around like that. You had to. Mm-hmm. But where you could get up and kind of do some things for yourself, I'm like, yeah, do those things. Do do those things and and let me know how it felt when you did it. Um Yeah, I don't I don't yeah, I just I, I, I don't know. I just maybe I didn't see you as that that fragile i knew you were in 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 pain i knew you were hurting not not well i don't know about pain pain but like i knew you were suffering to some extent definitely suffering suffering to some extent right Mm -hmm. with on and off fever on and off chills on and off this you know just just discomfort ongoing discomfort for that long Mm -hmm. a period of time and so but at the same time, from a psychological standpoint, from a man's standpoint, you're like, okay, I got to do some things to, <laughs> I got to do one or two things to feel like a man, like a grown person, grown man, and get up here and uh, I mean, do nothing. Thought that, I mean, I thought that way, but it wasn't allowing me to do that. No, you weren't physically capable of doing it, no. I wasn't doing it at all, man. I mean, it was, Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hate to think about it sometimes because it, it 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 was almost a blur, but 
Mm. But still, you still remember. I still remember it, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, so um, Louise, she did realize what she was doing, um, and my whole rationalization of it was like I said, I think that she thought she's been his mom for longer than Jenny. Jenny has been his wife, but it's not really fair because as long as they're both living, she will have been his mom more longer than Jenny well, will have been his wife, mm-hmm. right? Of so course. it doesn't matter at this point, you know. Um it doesn't it doesn't matter. You just kinda mm-hmm. have to yeah. push back. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was Louise versus Jenny. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So it was funny, right? Hmm? What are you laughing about? I was laughing about how Jenny walked up, walked up in the house. She she went down, I mean, went up rather to talk to her parents, and she kind of got riled up a little bit when she came back down. She sort of snuck back in the house and snuck into Lionel's room to see him when at first. Um, Louise was trying to keep her away, right? Mm-hmm. But then when Jenny came out of that room, and she's like, "I'm," she was about to get in Louise's face, like, mm-hmm. "I'm gonna tell you, like, this is how it's going." Mm-hmm. And Louise is like, "Okay, yeah, no, man, yeah, I get it. I'm sorry." Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how she came out the room, like she was ready. She was ready for. Her. But that's funny. That's what I was laughing at, thinking about that scene. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that that's was, it. That was it. Louise versus Jenny. Mm-hmm. And that uh, that's this episode. Yeah. What else? What else, Shannon? What I else is know. going on? Hunger. Hunger? Are you a, hungry? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a little I hungry. I just ate I, not that long I, ago. Yeah, I had a good workout earlier today. I woke up. I had a good nap yeah. after I woke up. I, I woke up and then I took another nap. <laughs> I, I was napping and you kind of started talking to me. Yeah. Whatever, it's all good. I get with yeah, it later. It was time to go. But just, it was just, time to wake up. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm just a little hungry, and uh, that's all. I was happy to do it. I enjoy doing these episodes with you, Summer. It's it's almost one of those things like if we stop doing podcasts, I would like to continue just to watch shows with you and and have a discussion about so them. We might as well just turn the microphones on. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just, you know, I just want more listeners. Mm-hmm. I want some feedback and some thumbs up. And the ones that continue to thumbs up us and leave a comment and listen, I appreciate you. Um, you're grandfathered in to anything <laughs> that occurs, okay. you know, like mm-hmm. our first listeners. You know, and when we get to the million listener mark, I won't forget our first listeners. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to um, thank our first-time listeners also, um, if you jumped in just now. But this is one of those podcasts where you, you can definitely jump in anywhere, but I would like for you to start from episode one. So that way you can get a, a, a gist of all the episodes that uh, that we have gone through in the Jefferson's have aired so you you know get an idea and a little bit of background of the Jeffersons as well if this is your first time listening to our podcast please go back and listen to episode one and a little bit of two that way you can understand how the Jeffersons was a spinoff of another show um called um not all in the fact Family, what is it called, babe? All in the family. All in the family. <laughs> what was his name, Mister Archie, uh, Archie Bunker? Archie Bunker, because they had a uh, another spinoff called Bunker, right? Archie. Archie. No. Yeah, I, don't I know. think. So, anyway. Yeah. But anyway, you guys go back. You can find out how the Jefferson <laughs> or George started his cleaners. Um, there's a debate on how he got the money. There's two different he, stories. He was born in a field. Yeah, and he was born in the field. He would he let that be known. Climbed his way to the top. Climbed his way to the top. <laughs> That's the story. So, and he's sticking to yeah, it. Yeah, just a brief background. And, and when we first started this episode, Summer, um, so 
Mm-hmm. Line the original Lionel mm-hmm. wrote Good Times, right? Did you tell uh, me? He's yeah, wrote or is a creator, creator, a creator good of times. Good Times. Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Um, not the Michael Evans. <laughs> yeah, I guess he made he made a character after his name. After yeah, his so, name. Yeah. So the the person singing the theme song for the Jeffersons is. Walona. Walona from Janae Dubois. From, from, from good, good Times. Good times. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, there's just a lot of little things that I didn't know that's, you know, Summer informed me about it and doing some more research. You know, I learned Go- some other Google things. Google University informed yeah. me of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and the original line will come back. For some reason, I, I, mm, this line You don't on, like him. You said you don't like, like this one. He, it's like he's trying to act. Like he's acting, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it's not natural. Like he's trying. Mm. It's like he's trying to show his acting skills to get someplace else, but it doesn't feel like I'm just watching someone act natural. <laughs> he's putting extras on it mm-hmm. or whatever. So um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And I want to give a uh, um, shout out to my, my mother. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! And our Youngest daughter, happy birthday. Happy birthday. And uh, my oldest daughter, her birthday was early oh, January. Yeah, we skipped by past hers or in but, January. Well, that was because we didn't do any episodes. I know. So, yeah. yeah. So happy belated birthday to you as well. And happy birthday to all the, what? what is this, February? So what sign is February? I don't uh, know. Right now, I think it's Pisces, but oh. I don't think it's, that's not all of February. Yeah. But anyway, something, whoever yep. you are. Oh, speaking of the the signs, I'm not. I don't. I don't mean on the signs. I had to ask you the other day what yours was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was so funny how they had this um little thing on Facebook that I saw, and it was about how much sleep the signs need. I thought I just was so tickled by it because. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was, I was so tickled by it. I thought it was so funny because um my sign is Virgo and then uh Shannon you're Sagittarius, mm-hmm. right? Sagittarius. And it, it was funny cuz I was like, "Oh my gosh, mine is going to be the most." And for Virgo it says 9,856,325 hours is how many hours the Virgos need to go. To sleep, and I knew that's true. If I, oh, all the hours, all of the hours, and then uh, Sagittarius is sleep is for the dead, yeah. and that's <laughs> and that's so accurate. Yeah, that's how I feel. It's like <laughs> I don't know, especially during daylight. It's like I just need to be up. If it's night, I I will go to sleep, you know. But if it's daylight, like you no go one. to sleep on movie. But the thing I don't I don't go to sleep on movies. I don't go if, I, if we're out somewhere watching a show. I don't fall asleep, but when I'm in the bed, and I, I actually do have a hard time falling asleep sometimes. But when I'm asleep, like I'm done. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, way back in the day, I was working in a call center somewhere. Well, not somewhere. I know. I know where. But I was working in a call center, and I worked the eleven. California, but I worked in the portion of the call center that handled the East Coast call. So I had to go into work at six six a.m. <laughs> I used to go to bed at like eight o'clock before eight o'clock. This is like I was young. I was like in my early twenties at that point. But I was like not even playing. And I would get so mad when people would call me at like nine something. I'm like, why are y'all calling me at nine? Like, oh that's because most people are awake and yeah. they make calls at night. <laughs> so like I'm asleep. I've well, been asleep. Why don't you, um, everyone, listen up for your sign and some just go ahead and do a rundown of the signs and you guys let us know if this is you or not. Oh, from this uh, thing here. Yeah, from the list. So, how much sleep does your sign need? Aries, six to eight hours. Taurus, twenty-three hours. Mm. Gemini. Two or 12 hours, no in between. (laughs) (laughs) Cancer, a solid 10 hours. Leo, seven hours. 
Virgo, like I said, 9,856,325 hours. Uh, Libra, around eight hours. Scorpio, an hour. Sagittarius, sleep is for the dead. Capricorn, five hours rolling in bed, five hours sleeping. Uh, Aquarius, stay up chatting with Sagittarius. So (laughs) that's sleep is for the dead category. And Pisces, which is... uh, my daughter, I guess your your mom too. Yeah. Uh, nineteen hours. So those are the signs. Let us know if that's accurate or not. Mm-hmm. I think it's at least accurate for the Virgo. That's me, Sagittarius, and Pisces. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you all for tuning in once again to Black Sitcom History. Mm-hmm. And um, I am Shannon. And I'm Summer. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Peace.